Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about we don't need growth in a world of abundance and the new community activist investor mindset. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. June 10th, 2021. It's been an exciting week. Uh, I know I've enjoyed it. Uh, the, the, all the El Salvador news, all the Latin American countries getting on board with Bitcoin. Apparently, I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd because my wife doesn't care. My close friends don't care. My LB cares. He sent me a message talking about, I wonder if El Salvador has dual citizenship. So shout out to El Bizzle again. But uh, I'm a nerd. But it's cool. Like, I nerd out on the stuff because I think, hey, I just love economic freedom and what Bitcoin does for people because that is my uh, that is my mission. Uh, and B, I think it's going to help me make a lot of money because I, I I keep my ear to the street on what's going down in the disruption of the four key areas that are going to be disrupted: money, healthcare, energy, and commerce. But anyway, I digress. Today, we're going to talk about a concept. Um, that I learned in reading a really good book called The Price of Tomorrow by Jeff Booth. And it's one of the books where it, there's only a few books that I've read where it completely changed the way that I looked at the world. Because we all have a perspective that we look at the world through. And you have like paradigm shifts that are really tough to understand and to grasp. But if you could understand it and and warp your mind to to how the world, uh, or to this new idea, it's it's exponentially valuable to your understanding and your uh, of of life, right? Specifically in this in this for me, economics and making money. And so the central theme of the price of tomorrow is you don't need growth in a world of abundance. So technology lowers the cost of living. You use the example of renewable energy, right? Th- there'll be a point in the future where we're going to run everything on renewable energy solar wind water which which eliminates a bunch of jobs right you you think of air we don't we don't pay for air air is free there'll be a point where energy is basically free which wipes out a bunch of jobs and so politicians well meaning um they you know they want to save jobs really, really they want to stay elected and it, when you have this disruption right which is natural in nature right nature nature evolves right and it's, it's an ugly process but it works and so as a society, the, the natural tendency is for us to innovate, lower, increase the cost of living, lower, you know, which, which, is, which lowers the cost of living, frees up more of our money. And in the process, you have, uh, you have creative destruction. And, and so what also happens in that period of time is like, imagine in that world too, imagine in that world too, where governments couldn't manipulate money. So, so fast forward, renewable world, a world of renewables, right? Our money is no longer manipulable, Bitcoin, i.e. Bitcoin, right? So it can't be printed uh, to save the system. And I'll get into that in a second. And so you, so so now we don't have energy costs, so we don't need to spend on energy. That money goes into savings and those savings, uh, those savings or the value of our, of our money goes up because we don't need, we don't need it anymore, right? So you limit the supply of money, uh, 
increased demand, right? Whenever you, that's the equation, limited supply, increase in demand because the money needs to go somewhere, goes into savings, number go up. We're all, you know, we're all happy. What, what governments do though, and, and they're well-meaning, is they say, oh, wait, we're losing jobs. We got to save the jobs. So we need to, um, you know, we need to, you know, we need to print more money or lower interest rates so that these irrelevant, you know, companies, i.e. an example of renewables so that uh, oil producing companies or whatever who employ all these people can pay their bills. So lower, they, they manipulate interest rates, which lets them borrow money uh, cheaply. Uh, which 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 that takes away money uh, that would have normally been invested in more technological innovation. Right. Um, um, and it also um, whenever they print money and lower rates, that also causes asset prices to go up, because when you when you lower rates, it means, OK, money is cheaper. I can go. Uh, and, and that messes with the natural s- signal of nature, meaning you know, we if 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 stuff wasn't manipulated, then things that are no longer relevant, like their interest rates goes up, so their borrowing cost goes up because because they're more risky now in a world where they're no longer relevant, and they eventually like get moved aside and blown away. But when it goes down, it distorts the signal, and people say they say, oh, okay, we we actually we can borrow for for cheaper, and that and that lowered interest rate also hurts savers because. In the current system where money can be manipulated, if you if you have money in a savings account that the bank is using to lend out to more relevant you know businesses because they want to make money, um, you 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 get less interest and 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 your lowered interest subsidizes these big uh, these big no longer relevant company and so it's a, it's a wealth transfer from the from savers to ir- irrelevant system because the money can be manipulated and and so then you have a situation where what's also happening is because they're not just lowering rates for one industry it's the phrase being lowered for everybody so now people who are like okay you know i'm rich i got assets um, my energy cost is lower so that's cool i gotta save some you know i can borrow more money than what i should be borrowed because rates are unnaturally low um, so now i'm gonna go buy more assets and so what ends up happening, and I don't want to go too nerd on you, you, you end up with where there would be savings and costs. Now there's not savings and costs because um, money's manipulated and the price of assets go up. So let me use a real example. This will make sense. In, in, in the real world, in America, over the last 20, 30 years, the dollar, the dollar has gone up relative to other currencies around the world. And so what, you know, the backdrop is we've had a lot of technological innovations in America. Um, and we've also, and since our dollar has gone up relative to other currencies um, around the world, we, we've been able to, it, we've been able to buy more goods and services from other countries because it's, because it's cheaper. Right? Our, our dollar is more valuable than XYZ country. So, you know, we can, we can, we can buy their goods and services, um, because our money goes further uh, in in that currency, so it's a it's a it's a good situation to be in. But what also happened along you know along that period of time was since we 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 got a cost savings, we also had the money being manipulated, interest rates being lowered to to a super unnatural rate. And so when that happens, we it caused a a, a, a rising housing costs 
a rise in um yeah a rise in, in, in home values a rise in healthcare costs right because healthcare insurance companies um, when when you lower interest rates they have to increase the premiums uh, because part of the money they make is um, the money they earn on interest and so their interest costs went down so they got to jack up premiums you also had a when you have a flood of this new money and the money printing and the manipulation of the system it's more money out there and so now it jacks up the cost of education because that's a big spin for for people as they get uh, as as they as they get some more money they want their kids to be educated and maintain it and so uh, and the people that are being left you know the people in the industry that are being left behind they're all they're also since money is cheaper borrowing more money to get their kids to the next level so so you had you had a rise because of manipulation of money of the three biggest expenses you know for the average american at the same time the the average american's income basically stayed flat which which is natural right so the so in a world where technology where you don't need growth and there's abundance and technology drives down the cost of things you you're going to have like you can't discriminate between you can't say hey raw material we want raw materials and services costs to go down and 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 labor costs not to go down no it all goes down on average because but if if the house if the cost of housing education uh and healthcare actually like went down as well or at the very least like stay where it should be um then then you then you would ha- still have a good quality of living right so f- let me use use math and let's just use housing so let's say 30 years ago the average american made 50 grand okay without the manipulation of money housing prices would stay about the same so the person making 50 grand could still afford a comfortable house you know with a nice backyard and a good school district and 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 they would be and they would have enjoyed the lower cost of living that technology has provided all of us healthcare would not take up as big of an amount of their paycheck the people who have been displaced or that had to take a lower paying job because their industry went away the cost of education would not be skyrocketing. So it would be relatively cheap for them to retrain themselves and learn programming or learn, you know, how to edit YouTube videos or learn about 3D printing or, you know, like you you have a distortion of these really high paying jobs that only a few people have because they can afford to, you know, pay for the education to do it. And, and and you would have more people who would have got educated in, in those jobs, which means the ones at the top would make less money, but the income would be distributed uh, easier because more people can get, can, can get the education. But what, dis, what distorts the process is the money printing, right? The money printing is what jacks up the cost of healthcare, education and housing. And then and then you and then everybody gets upset. Everybody gets disgruntled. They feel like, oh, you know, we you know, technology is taking our jobs and other countries with cheaper currencies are taking our jobs. And I'm like, they're not the problem. Like they're, they're actually a pretty good solution because it lowers our cost. The problem is the money printing, which increased our cost of living. Like we don't care about making a hundred grand a year or 200 grand a year. What we care about is quality of life. And when you have the money printer go burr, burr, you distort uh, that quality of living. And that's the, and that's the game changer, right? Living in a world, i.e. Bitcoin, the reserve currency, where governments cannot manipulate the money. They're not able to do that because there's only going to be 21 million. And so then technological advances that lower our cost of living um, 
we'll actually like see those savings like we do now, but we won't get the other effects of the unnatural increase in housing, education, healthcare that that hurts us, right? And 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 the value of our money will go up because our technological advances are causing our cost of living to go down. We need less money to live, so that money goes into savings. Limited supply of money, right? That 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 equation, right? You got limited supply plus higher demand. So the money that we save has to go to savings, so it's a higher demand but limited supply of money. Money go up, and so every and so savers actually go back to getting rewarded for saving, and and so it's it's a uh, he 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 obviously is a is a bitcoiner. I believe he wrote this book. Before he got into Bitcoin, he just was talking about a concept because he's been a technology guy for a while. So, um, you know, he wrote the book about technology, but obviously it led him to to, to love Bitcoin. But it's it's a um, you know, it's a it's an interesting book, a interesting concept. It's one where for a while I really struggled with it because I didn't understand. Well, man, jobs, you know, I couldn't walk through the logical mindset of how losing jobs would be good but then i was like oh yeah like lower education is, is faster to retool the homes don't cost as much like i said healthcare doesn't cost as much and the other thing is you know the politicians today that are talking about raising minimum wage and all this kind of stuff like it focuses us, us on the wrong issues when they print money because well-meaning politicians are saying raise the minimum wage and i'm like no like if 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 somebody is needing to if somebody's having a job where they're not getting paid enough and they are at a minimum wage job, it means they're not they are not educated properly for the current environment because you have you have the far other end of spectrum like let's look at the crypto industry these these com- companies like Nidig and um, Nexo and BlockFi Blockstream. Coinbase, Kraken, that are aggressively hiring bunches of bunches of people. Gary Vee at VaynerMedia, like they're hiring tons and tons of people and paying them a lot of money while the cost of our living is 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 is, is lowering even more. Like cost of our living lowered a lot last year because of, you know, us having to drive, you know, this virtual work environment. But if we can retool those people that are at minimum wage because education was and by the way, education can be free, by the way, today. We don't actually need university. Education is already free. We got to change that in the system, too. But if we can tr- transfer those people to get the skill sets over here that are in high demand for the new economy, that that would naturally like raise their income, right? Um, because they're in jobs that are building the new world. And so this money printing, again, we we end up having politicians on both sides fighting fighting each other for no reason, right? The, it's, it's the money printer. The money is the problem, right? It's, it's a saying that says that people misquote, money is the root of all evil. It's actually the love of money is the root of all evil. But I like to, I like, I would like to amend that statement to say bad money is the root of all evil, right? Bad mo- money that's manipulated is the root of all evil. So the root of all society's economic problems right now really the world's problems is bad money. We have bad money. We got money that's manipulated and we need to get rid of money that's manipulated so that we could have good money, sound money, scarce money. And that allows the natural flow of life to happen where there's technological advancement, 
uh, lowering costs, destruction of jobs in the old system, retooling of jobs for the new system. Everybody, you know, and I'm not I'm not make believing like it won't be super ugly, you know, in the uh, in the short term for, 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 for some people. But it's it's more ugly for more people under the current system. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like it's like driverless cars. People say, oh, you know, but driverless cars, they have they're going to have accidents. Of course, they're going to have accidents. But what I'm saying is they're going to have less accidents than humans who aren't looking at the road. You, you know, we, we live in a imperfect world. You're always going to have bad stuff happen, but you got to look at the net net outcome for humanity and the net net outcome for humanity is a situation where we don't, you know, where labor wages, raw material can adjust relative to technological advances. And then the market will retool and retrain people that need to be retrained from the displaced, irrelevant parts of society. And everybody benefits on average. So let's move to the second topic today. I'm just going to have two topics today. This is called community active, community activist investing or the new ESG or putting your money where your mouth is. So I'm noticing a new trend. You have the Wall Street bets people who, you know, they are investing in companies that make no sense, but they're on a mission to give it F you to the system, right? Everybody who's buying these stocks, they're not really buying the stocks using the traditional fundamental investment analysis. They more band together from a common, as a common community to put their, to put their money where their mouth is. Uh, and some, you know, some of them are doing it for activist purposes. Some of them are just the YOLO investors. They're saying, Hey man, let's just, let's just go for it. You also had the same thing with Doge. There's people, there's just a community of folks who just like Doge and they invest in Doge. And then you got the Bitcoiners, which I consider us <laughs> the smart folks. But you know, our, our mission is to transform the financial system. What I just mentioned before, like that's that's our mission, right? We, you know, um, we are putting our money into Bitcoin not just because financially it makes sense. I mean, like it just makes sense. It's a better system, but it's also like an activist move. It's, it's a peaceful revolution. Um, and then you have people who own Tesla stock who are just fans of, of Tesla. And so you haven't, I don't know if social media influenced it or what, but you know, we have Facebook groups where people are in community around something they love. And I think this is going to continue to evolve around, around money and where we store assets. This is the whole NFT craze, right? I mean, if you think about Logan Paul, or all of these people that built a community online and are making money, the next evolution is for them to have an NFT because, right, they're, you know, they, they built a community and the community is like, hey, if we can buy a Logan Paul coin, right, or a Beyonce coin, or I would definitely buy a, a Jay-Z coin, right, then I get to, and, 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 and I'm just, I'm oversimplifying. They may have multiple coins for multiple things, but the point is, I mean, I would love to own uh, a Jay-Z coin. And as people realize uh, how dope Jay-Z is, or as Jay-Z became more successful at what he's doing, I could participate as a community member like that. That I would like, I would be, that would be a prized possession to just have a Jay-Z coin, regardless of, of how much money I, I make over time. But I feel like, you know, let's say I gave, let's say I'm talking to my grandkids and I passed them down some Jay-Z coins, you know, 40 years from now, 
in Jay-Z's in the history books, it's one of the goats, right? Or even, or even, even better, let's say 200 years from now, because we passed the Jay-Z coin down generations when Jay-Z is really a legend. They'd be like, oh man, yeah, Jay-Z was like, was like, you know, one of the great businessmen of his era, right? First hip hop billionaire, you know, this is his story. And we own one of the limited supply of Jay-Z coins, right? That's dope. I mean, that's, that is where money is going, right? You, you, it, it, it started happening in ESG investing. And this is the next, this is the next evolution. I feel like it went from social media to ESG investing to NFTs and really putting that ethos around all the investments that we do. So um, I'm, I'm paying attention. I'm watching. It's something that I recently kind of popped in my head as a thought, but you know, let me know your thoughts about it. I feel like it's not being talked about, but it's a new, I don't want to say way to evaluate investments, right? Because I don't know, I don't know if I don't know if you could invest in something and not be genuinely authentically um interested in it and be good at it. Maybe you can, but I feel like the best investors are gonna be ones that say, hey, these are my passions, this is what I'm good at. This is I'm 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 really good at um I, I'm passionate about this and I know where the winner will be uh in this in this narrow nerd area of my life. And that'll suit you well in investing in, you know, stocks, uh, crypto, NFTs, all that kind of stuff. That's my two cents. Uh, until tomorrow, y'all enjoy your day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.